and we are live hi guys welcome to an episode of the international podcast i'm your host david and it has really it has really been a very very busy um, period for me i do not understand why every day every week so i kind of keep up my usual schedule of mondays and thursdays but i always do my best to bring at least an episode every week so today's episode a lot of things have happened since I've been offline, and um, one of the most sort of interesting news and some controversies that sort of shook the room among sports fans yesterday, the comment from Kolusevsky um, on, on the podcast. I mean, that podcast has been up for some time, but because it was, it was recorded in Swedish, um, a lot of the translations have begun to come out in recent weeks. I think we're up for like two months' time, or a month ago, or more than that, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, we'll talk about that today. Richarlison has finally been announced, and I'm sure the admin caught on the R9, um, the, the pigeon, right? The R9 um, band links. Steven Bergwijn has been announced by Ajax today. Finally departed. We're we'll talk about Bergwijn today. Then Ronaldo at United. We're gonna we're gonna drift. We're gonna like you know leave the, the sports can be beat and talk about some other clubs. And it's quite interesting though. Ronaldo, um, Ronaldo is um, likely. Ronaldo is not is not traveling with the United um, squad. He has been left out this weekend. This um, this weekend. So um, there's a lot of developments and there's, some, there's a bit of backstory behind it. We'll talk about that today, and I'll give my thoughts on that. And then yeah, then the Jet Spence deal is dragging on. Long is dragging on. I mean, there's a lot to talk about in today's episode. Let me not bore you. Without further ado, let's get to this episode. Okay, so let's start with um, the Steven Bergwijn story. I think we'll start with that because that's the most recent news at the time of recording. So Steven Bergwijn has been announced by Ajax. It was announced this morning by Ajax. Um, the fee, the, the sports, well, there's a bit of discre- discrepancies in the fees mentioned by both both part, both clubs. I mean, sports are saying it's 31.25 million euros and Ajax are saying they paid 10 million euros. Either ways, approximately rounded off whatever it is, still, it's going to be like it's, So if you round it off, it's from sports end is 31.25 I asked 30, 30 million euros if you're going to round off to the nearest whole number it might be 31 but if you round it off again you probably take let's say let's just say it's probably likely going to be 30 let's say 30 31 basically sports got at least 30 million euros whichever whoever whoever is going to call the amount of money that whichever party paid but back to the story now with Bergwijn I think there's a lot of things that I've, I've said this, but I'll say it again. I haven't tweeted this out before on the official Twitter account of this podcast. I said, listen, football fans need to understand that every player who joins your club will not always work out. You know, it's 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 fine to accept it that way. You will join the club today. You might not work out playing style. It doesn't mean it's, it doesn't mean this player is a bad player. Either it means because listen, to make it as a professional footballer is very difficult. I mean, only a certain percentage make it. I mean, that's how few they are, and it explains why they are paid so many because there's a small pool with so much money in the space, or it's a small pool, so it has to be distributed amongst um, the small pool players. So people who make it are very difficult. So to so make it as a professional is very difficult. Now, if it doesn't work out somewhere, it's likely you're not up to that level, or it's likely that it's tactics different reasons it just maybe it's not just maybe not being up to that level maybe the tactics other reasons why it just didn't work out for example diego Forlan at manchester united manchester united he wasn't really doing well he left they went to atletico madrid bam he, he hit up atletico madrid had a fantastic 2010 world cup and you know so it happens that way uh, lukaku 
At, at, he just never worked out at Chelsea, right? But at West Brom, he never worked out at Man United. But at West Brom, I'd ever seen at Inter Milan, it worked out everywhere else. Even for Belgium, but just never worked out at Chelsea. I mean, so it's, it happens. You know, it doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It just means that at that place, it's just not for you. And it's probably what will happen with Bergwijn. Listen, when Bergwijn joined, I mean, he, he scored goals you know, in terms of consistently producing, right? I think I remember January, tw- January 20, 2020. I remember very well. Um, Spurs had a striker. I suppose needed to get a striker. I think Kane was injured at the time. I think he picked up an injury, and it was a season where Mourinho was just the score was the last leg. Yeah, we had literally no attackers in that squad. I mean, we play with that eleven, right? We would have we signed only Bergwijn in January. Brought in Bergwijn, then Son broke his arm. I mean, Bergwijn was played to the ground. Bergwijn, Mora. I mean, Lamela was always injured, so so at some point it was only Bergwijn and Mora that were the only two attackers that were available. Troy Parrot wasn't ready, so it was around that period of Bergwijn. So Bergwijn obviously played to the ground. Even if he was play with an injury before the lockdown, before the COVID-19 lockdown happened, and then all the players went back home and everybody went, came back refreshed and rested. And bam, you came out to the season, and then they saw the season strongly. I mean, anyways, let's not talk about COVID. Now let's talk about Bergwijn. I would argue that the reason why Bergwijn's time has spurs because it was a struggle from them. I mean, even when he joined, he scored his debut. He was scoring goals, scoring against Wolves, scoring against Villa, I think he scored against West Ham. Even when the came, lockdown was over and Spurs came back after lockdown, scored against United, assisted against Newcastle with a really good cross for Kane, you know, against Newcastle. Where Newcastle when Spurs won three-one. So, if you look at it, eh, Bergwijn, if you, the, yes, there are games where he played well, you know, but consistently was a, consistency was a problem. And I would say one of the issues with Bergwijn is, you know, he joined at a time when I would argue that sports were in quite a chaotic situation. I mean, from 2019, I mean, that chaotic situation has started from, let's say, the ripple effect of not signing players for 18, for three windows. And then you that carried on to 2019, where, you know, the, the Champions, I mean, that time of the ground was just, was, was a fluke, right? People over cracks, they didn't do enough business in 2019 summer. And then 2019 goes like that, and sports try, try their best, try what they could to just muscle out anything they could muscle out, in, you know, across in, in that time. And then they try, 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 and then 2020 comes. So the ripple effect of that, I mean, it's only that took sports a lot of time to recover from. I mean, Sessegnon, um, Ndombele, Lucille, so these guys were also struggling to adapt at the time, too. Then you're having Bergwijn to coming in. He tried his best, but just just clearly struggling to adapt. Then the Mourinho situation also, a lot of the fans just didn't like, and you know that's a different conversation from that day though with the Mourinho point. But what I'm making, the point I'm making is that the club was in quite a chaotic situation at that time. Tried what they could, did the best they could, you know, or will I say, will I say they did the best they could. Anyways, so the background struggles sometimes I would argue that that is possibly one of the struggles he had with sports, and you know, and then coming over to the next season, him playing and trying his best. Just didn't work out, and there's one I've always said. Uh, if Berg, uh, I've but if I, so if Bergwijn had joined maybe in Poch's era, that's 2016-17, 17-18 season when sports were fairly, they had a good team and everybody, you know, the team was already in place, already a working machine. There's been enough time for Bergwijn to adapt, but I mean, 20, that 2020 when he, 2019, 2020 when he came in, bam into the first team because sports were having struggles straight into the first team, you know, because sports were clearly having struggles and we we're trying to ha- manage a lot of things so the background struggles i i feel sorry for it just didn't work out and even in the seasons he would play just wasn't prolific enough i mean remember the season this 1920 season 
sorry 2021 season when he was i mean that goal he missed at anfield i mean he played games without trying to assist him i mean that was a really bad run right and then couple now conte um with nuno then nuno's era comes along it just didn't work it was always in and out so there was just not not really a, a proper bedding in period for him so i think i would argue that's one of the reasons that one that contributed to bergwine struggles i suppose but you know but that, that's it and it could also be that maybe at that time he wasn't ready for that level it's just multiple things but it doesn't mean very badly bad player. we've seen him play for netherlands we've seen glimpses right maybe we're not consistently enough for the level sports are trying to reach and i can't and selling selling bergwine means that listen sports are trying to move in a new direction they don't have that time to wait for a player to develop because they want to get an, and it just means that you're backing content because I mean, yes, Conte wanted Bergwijn to play like second video to King, that kind of role, what Richarlison is probably going to do. It's just that Richarlison probably produce a lot more and probably even... Richarlison is just going to be better than him. That's just probably the difference and it's more likely to unseat the guys in front of him than Bergwijn is. And that's even more prolific than Bergwijn, what we were saying. So, with, so selling, of Berg, selling Bergwijn means sports are possibly moving in a direction where they want to get guys who are ready now now to come in and can do the job while we are watching but you know and that's that's just possibly what we we could could expect but i wish bergwijn the best and i hope he does well and if he does well sports fans need to understand that it just didn't work out there's no point saying we made a mistake i don't think we made a mistake i think it was time for both parties the good of both parties it was important that they just parted with and just said listen go your way go discover your career if you the world cup here you have to go to the world cup with netherlands go to ajax I mean, and Ajax is the club that he, the first club, although he played for PSV and Hoven, but I think he was released from Ajax Academy then. Going back to Ajax, which is his club, you know, I think he lost started in 2009. I mean, it's it's very good for him. Very very happy for him that he'll be back in the And he's getting number seven jersey for Ajax. But it's one interesting thing, right? During the interview when he first signed for sports, I think he asked him, you know, um, I think he was being interviewed and then he said in Spurs in the Ajax Champions League ground previous season he said um, he was happy that Spurs knocked beat Ajax in the semi-final so I was wondering do their fans hold grudges because I mean I mean if he made this kind of comment I don't know man, but I mean they're quite happy because listen I don't think Spurs fans are that forgiving I mean they could hold a grudge they play for a long time I mean I'm coming to the Kuliseski point I mean these guys they could hold grudges for as long as I can remember right so you know, we just makes you wonder if you know fans. Look, look for example, right? Sports fans. If okay, no, see, imagine maybe Bergwijn was signing for sports, right? And maybe sports got knocked out um, by by a team. Or maybe, let's say it was. Well, which point I use? Okay, let, let's say he was signing for. I don't. I'm trying to think of an analog, proper analogy for this that will sort of apply to sports. Or let's no. Let's say sports got knocked out by a team, right? That's um, Bergwijn. You know. Okay, yeah. So let's say, yeah, I think I can I can make this up. Let's let's, let's try. Let me do it right. So let's say um, this a team knocks out Spurs, right? And then Bergwijn signs for that team that knocks out Spurs, and he tells them, oh yeah, I'm, I was happy you guys knocked out Spurs. You know, da, 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 you know, the kind of rivalry and that kind of thing. And then he signs for Spurs. I mean, come on. I mean, the Spurs fans literally bullied a young guy because he was tweeting at Kane. When he was young, <laughs> and this guy was under 20, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't last summer. And the boy pulled out of the transfer because it was like last summer, it was it last summer in January. The guy pulled out because the abuse from sports fans was really strong. So, sports fans were the grudge. I mean, if Bergwijn did that, I mean, come on, it would have been really, really difficult. It, 
that signing may, may not have even happened in the first place if, if that was the case but anyways that's why they were sad and even speaking of sports fans holding a grudge i mean kulisevsky there was a there was a pod like i said in the intro there was a podcast where um kulisevsky had recorded a podcast in swedish though like i said in the intro a lot of the translations are coming out recently most recent um in recent recently because most recently because it was recorded in Swedish and translations is, is an issue. I mean, this podcast happened like last month. I mean, early last month or middle of last month. I mean, it was a long time. So, obviously, as the translations keep going on, we keep getting... But listen, in the 2019 pod, they asked Kulusevsky, um, what team do you like? I think he mentioned Arsenal. This was before, I think it was like 18 years old at the time. This was like... This was 2019. So, um, said Arsenal... Then he said um, he likes his city, he likes his stadium, you know, da da da, da know that, right? Then in um, 20, then um, in recent pods, I think this was, it was and the funny thing was with TikTok, an Arsenal fan on TikTok. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of TikTok. I don't even have an account on TikTok. I, don't, I hate, I hate that social. I do not like that social media platform. I do not like it. And my reasons for not liking it is, is, is not what I'm going to talk about. But let's leave that one by the way. So. Um, the guy said, does Kuzeski want to play for Arsenal? That's what he asked in, in, in the TikTok. And then he said, uh, so they asked him, I think this was, now the Arsenal point is long ago, right? So they asked him in this particular pod, you know, do you have anything you'd like to play for in the future? And then he said, I can't mention anything that is too sensitive. So people are trying to connect dots, right? Which I think is weird because, I mean, in that entire podcast, he never mentioned Arsenal, never mentioned anything. Listen, give him, let's say, give him the benefit of the doubt, Right? Because somebody says he's talking about Arsenal 100%. How do you know talk about Arsenal 100%? Is it, listen, if you're watching that pod without watching that previous, without listening to that previous um, uh, clip, that previous audio recording where you mentioned Arsenal, if you listen to that pod without that, you would not even try to, is an Arsenal fan trying to connect dots that are just isn't there, that just probably, probably isn't there? But if you think about it, that team is talking about could be AC Milan. <laughs> right <laughs> because i remember i think it was a school tweet one time where he said that his brother tells him that he changes teams a lot and besides kulusevsky i remember there was a picture of him at stanford bridge where he wearing chelsea chelsea's kit he was wearing chelsea's chelsea's kit i would consider chelsea fan what if you like i was a chelsea fan too i mean come on can you guys just be serious and the point about i'm talking about english um, fans right i understand you know it's your home city and all that right but you should understand that foreign fans are not like you listen give me tell me for example right why not before i even ever the first premier league game i ever watched was Spurs versus wigan 9-1 right before i watched a premier league match when they was say chelsea i was a chelsea fan by association not like i i watched chelsea and said i like them or anything i just heard people talking about chelsea i said oh chelsea, chelsea. i never heard about sports i never knew what sports were right first time i saw watched the premier league game it was sports and i liked them and i just you know followed them from then this is this is now somebody could come tomorrow and say if imagine there was twitter at the time when i was a chelsea fan by association not by not because i watched or anything but because i just hate watching chelsea and i just followed the bandwagon right without taking my time to really find a team for myself that i say okay i like this team now imagine there was twitter then and I, then I, I was just tweeting you know without watching football just tweeting like that and then I finally watched sports. Somebody said, oh, I was a child. Come on, man. You know, it's just not adding up. <clears throat> because you want you to understand that, possibly at the time, a lot of football fans outside England do not know some of them. I mean, outside England, a lot of people didn't, didn't really know any team that is not 
Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Manchester United. Many people didn't know that who those teams were. In fact, when I was growing up, I didn't know anybody else other than these four guys. I didn't know was I didn't know there was an Everton. I didn't know there was there was a Charlton Athletic. I didn't know there was a Bolton Wanderers. I didn't. Know, I mean, Bolton Wanderers. We don't know Bolton Wanderers because of a coach. That was how we knew Bolton Wanderers. I never knew there was a team called West Ham or any of all those teams. I never knew all those teams. So only these four I knew, right? I knew about even as a child then. So if you think about it, right? Foreign. This is now. This I'm trying to look approach this from different angles, right? But if you look at the foreign foreign fans do not get it like you do because they probably didn't watch it. This is now Premier League is a lot more globalized, so a lot of people are picking teams, you know, based off of that. And another thing you should notice at the time sports, just time sports where sports were not really a very successful team, so you do not really expect a lot of foreigners to really support sports. Let's be honest here. Sports are not really very. Sports are not really the, the big team that they currently are. They're not really as well known as globally known with you know identifiable stars that people have, right? Someone like Son, someone like Kane. Those guys are not there now. There'll be young sports fans now. There'll be sports fans who are coming up. I'm so okay. I'm a sports fan, a sports fan because right, they know about sports and they've seen what sports have done. They've seen things the sports have done and they've just said, "Oh, I love this man. I want to follow sports." Right? They are fans like that, and they're fans like that. They're just fans. Like, so that's what I'm just saying. Like with Kulusevsky's point here. Him being possibly being an Arsenal fan, I mean, he's, he's Swedish, right? Freddie Jumberg played for us, played for Arsenal as a Swedish um, winger. I mean, he was really good. So he was popular, popular in their team. He was popular. He was popular in Sweden. So I mean, Swedish guys would the Swedish they would follow the biggest Swedish um, player in the Premier League. Obviously, there was uh, Melberg at Aston Villa, but not at the level of Jumberg. So. If we are being honest here, you know, a lot of the reasons why I love, and don't be so, and listen, everybody's saying that he was 100%, you, you don't know who that team was, and, and him saying it is sensitive. This is somebody trying to create a mountain of a molehill. It is sensitive. Hello? I mean, if you mentioned any team there, don't you think speculations would arise? Don't you think that fans would, don't you think that, um, Fans would be will feel feel upset that he's talking talking about that. Team. I mean, be logical here. What if he said it's sensitive? Because if you mention another team, it's currently compared to sports. It is sensitive for that freaking reason that it is it is it is, it is it's, it's, if he mentions any team at that point, it's going to be too sensitive. I mean, let's be logical here. You know, and besides, he's on loan and controversy and all that. I mean, come on. It's very difficult to be a public figure. I wouldn't lie because every single thing you say, it's really, really, really going to be extra scrutinized. People will form narratives out of it, and you have to explain every single time. I will go with what Kulusevski said. He didn't mention any team, so you're trying to trying to speculate a team or whatever it is makes no freaking sense. Okay, you do not know what it is. Saying it's 100% this, you don't know who it is. Let's leave it like that until he opens his mouth and mentions the team. And the point is this: even if he comes out tomorrow and mentions a team that is not Arsenal, that is not Chelsea, you guys will not still believe him because you've already formed a narrative. You've already formed a notion, um, formed it in your head that listen, he's talking about this team and this one. I mean, I'm sorry. Listen, he's Doherty. Wasn't I think there were tweets, literally tweets of him supporting Arsenal, Mad Doherty, right? She's so cool. There was a shirt, we were wearing an Arsenal shirt, Arsenal shirt. Sejourier, Arsenal fan, right? Um, which other guy again? There was one um, when although uh, the, although Kane wasn't an Arsenal fan, he was a sports fan, but he was in the academy, but he was wearing an Arsenal shirt, spread his hair red, right in their parade. That was Harry Kane, right? At the time. Then there was um um thing there other player there and the ones we don't even know about even in the academies 
and even if you check out the Arsenal side too, there are a lot of sports fans in the academies too. A lot of fans when when in that football space, it's only fans that really could. And let's even leave the London side, right? Let's go to Merseyside. Caraga, Gerard, they were Liverpool fans, they were Everton fans. So they were Everton fans when they were growing up. Current current Everton's um, star boy, right? Who's their guy, Anthony Gordon, was a Liverpool fan. When he was growing up, right? And I explained for Everton. The point I'm making is this, right? I understand the rivalry, but as long as these guys have not really done anything to sabotage the game, listen. Sissoko has played in the North London Derby before. Sports have won, right? Sports won North London Derbies. Sejoria played in the North London Derby before. Sports won those North- Sports have won in the North London Derby before, right? So, if you think about it, you know, all these things are irrelevant. <laughs> At the end of the day, on the pitch, and one thing people should know is whether you are a fan of the club or not, it, is, it doesn't automatically mean your football ability is good. You are a footballer on the pitch. Because, I mean, if that was the case, Harry Wings would be the best midfielder in the world for sports right now. If, if he's by virtue of who you are a fan of, it doesn't work that way. Kulisewski has The question is this. Has Kulisewski played well for sports since he signed? Yes. Has he scored goals? Yes. Has he been our best right winger? I mean, yes, there was Bill. Bill was that season. He was on loan, though, but it was really good. I mean... Since Bill, but after him and Bill, right, we've been struggling for a right winger for years. Kulusevski is the one who has clearly solved that problem and clearly contributed to goods and done really well since he signed. Yes. So why are you worrying yourself? I mean, the funny thing is, this, right? I never understood this logic. Even Besuma, I think Besuma was an Arsenal fan. He's not because it was. I think there was his TikTok where he was sort of, you know, twerking in court for Arsenal. Right, where he was trying. He was liking tweets and all that. Right. Listen, I'll tell you this for free. On the pitch, that's what matters. And when they step up and they play well, and when the fans do the one, where the fans will do the taunting and all that, not let yourself get dry. And I find it amusing that Arsenal fans are trying to cling on to these things for like some sort of W. And besides, the only thing is kind of, and this one thing, whenever they always bring up the hurricane points, bring up his pictures, I just then laugh. I'm like, listen, you had that in your academy and you did not really utilize it, and then he has gone to your rivals and he's doing well, and he's the top scorer in the North London derby for your rivals, you know. If I, if I would hide in shame if I was if I was the one. I would never never I would never bring that picture. Up. I would make sure that never sees light of day if I was the one. But whenever he plays, he always does what he gets. He's the top scorer in the North London Derby. Whenever he's in North London Derby, Kane will always Kane will literally carry it like it's his it's, it's his personal personal grudge. So what exactly is we worry yourself about? I mean, and listen, if Kulusevski plays in North London Derby, the next North London Derby. I mean, yes, he played one in gen, the one in the recent one that we played that won three new. He played really well, right? His first place, let's say Kuzasi goes to the Emirates, North London Derby, goes away at the Emirates, scores away at the Emirates, um, he scores three or scores two in that game and wins the game. Let's say he scores a hat trick at the Emirates or something. Nobody will give a damn, right? Because he did that. And it's just funny. It's just really funny that, you know, a lot of, and if they also prop this up, it's just a laughable thing. I think I wasn't too much time talking about this. So let's just let it slide. But listen, I'm not going to bother myself with it again. It's just one of all these things that fans just, and a lot of fans should know, sports fans should know really be right up by it. Personally, I don't, I don't think, begin, let my final thoughts on it. Give me very much of the doubt. He didn't mention any team. So we can't really run with that and say, oh, he mentioned this team. I'm not going to come here for clear anything. I mean, no put words in his mouth. And whatever that, whatever, whatever. That's just it. That's my take on that. Anyways, let's go to another, another controversy, rather. Ronaldo. Ronaldo is having a bit of an issue with United. And listen, I understand. I don't know if I've spoken about, spoken about it yet, but I think if I haven't, I will talk about it. So, Ronaldo has, um, according to Law of Credit, I mean, David Onstein, especially David Onstein, I think he reported that Ronaldo, was it David Onstein? 
I think he did. He reported if it don't think I think a Sky Sports News too. Basically, all the credible outlets are reporting. Ronaldo has told United that listen, he would listen to offers. He wants to, he wants to leave and if it's a Champions League club for a Champions League club. And <laughs> Ronaldo playing the Europa League. Nah, hell no. Listen, I don't think you guys understand how wild that shit is. Ronaldo in the Europa League. Nah, nah, no way. I mean, I know Ronaldo is 37. I think he's close to 38 or so, if I'm not mistaken. 37, probably 38 next year. He has like the, the body of a 25 year old in the sense that he's that fit. He feels like to be able to like he can play at the highest level, and that's true because if you watch where Ronaldo really plays and he does well, you know that yes, he's at that level where listen, he can really do it big. And I understand him because he said he wants to be like Champions League, he wants to be at that level, and I understand perfectly well. I mean, Ronaldo, and I find it amazing that Ronaldo has been demonized for this. I mean, he, he single handedly won, I think, three games, six games, six games. Ronaldo single-handedly won for United, right? The game against the game between Spurs and United at Old Trafford, that was see, listen, Ronaldo was the one who won that game. It wasn't United. Ronaldo weren't better. If in fact, if you check that game, Spurs, I think the game was there for the taking. Ronaldo was just better. Was just he just you know single-handedly won that game. Scored a hat trick. You know, fantastic first goal. You know, Ronaldo just won that game for United. And if you look, if you look at their whole thing, it is what it is. And that's just that's just it, right? I think at that period of sports were like on the trajectory before they got that late season form where they just sealed up the top four towards the end of the season. When you watch that, you know, you kind of ask yourself, do you think Ronaldo is being fairly treated by United fans in reaction? And I find it he's, he's sort of laughable that you guys are expecting to just he's saying the truth. Is is recognizable from the one that he left? When he, he went to the Real Madrid, the standards have dropped another. And now he's saying he wants to leave. He loves the club and Yes, I know football fans say I don't really think you love the club. Da, 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 but listen, it is weird to really say that. I mean, he's a professional in, in the first place, right? You always do the best for your career any day, anytime. You always do the best, best, the best possible decision for your career. You always, you're always supposed to make that decision for the good of your career. That's what's most important, right? I understand there's love for the club and all that, but listen. Haaland is a, is a Leeds fan, Leeds United fan, but he's not going to sign for Leeds. Leeds are not going to pay the fee that he wants, they're not going to pay him the wages he wants. So, all these fans, I'm a fan of this club, it is just fans that really take this seriously. The players themselves, they don't really... T- I mean, if Man City play against Leeds next season, I mean, Man City put 7 past Leeds last season, right? I mean, if they go and score 8 this, this time and Haaland scores 4, ha- the best Haaland will do for Leeds is not celebrate, right? But he would, the, the goals are still there, the points are still on the board, the, the goal difference is still there for both teams. So, all this old fan thing, I don't think it, So, when Ronaldo says that, I understand when. And I was, to be fair, I was not surprised. I was not, I was not surprised. Where my surprise is coming from is who's going to be interested. That's where the surprise is coming from. You know, and, and then I, I will explain why. I will explain why. Give me a second. So, Ronaldo now is United. I, 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 I'm not surprised because, listen, Europa League. With the Europa League coming, I mean, I don't think he has ever played Europa League ever in his life before. So <laughs> he doesn't want to. Know, he doesn't. I don't think he ever heard that song. I don't think he's ever lined up to listen to. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> I don't think he's ever heard that in his life before. Sure, he knows, but I'm saying he's never been that. I mean, going away to FC. Eastern Europe, it's not Eastern Europe, European team, <laughs> FC, you know, those kind of places, nah. <laughs> but yet, yet for me, right, where I think we have we can have a problem with this transfer is this, right? Who is interested? 
trying to wages is commanding and and listen i know the fans will say it's not my money yes it's true it's not your money and the fa- that's logical but we can't we have to do a reality here who would pay that amount of money for him who would you know, the amount of money it's not even just his trans it may not cost as much as you know people would think maybe because of his age and not that right talking about the wages that he's going to come with and he has to start you know why he's cristiano ronaldo that's why he has to start okay listen ronaldo is that kind of player that you have to make you have to make your team work for him you have to create listen if you have your team, your team plays a certain way these are the risks that you have to these are the because sending ronaldo, these are the risks you are taking by sending ronaldo right if you send ronaldo your team is playing a certain way right you have to make the team play through him in the sense that they create chances for him. Sure, you might have a, you might have your other way. You already know how to play. But we're not doing play. You can just say, okay, stay there. We're gonna create chances for you. Just play at least. Have little little issues pressing. And Man City interested, right? Interested in him. That's why we sign him. And now, if, if you are signed for Man City, you know you probably will not even have to worry about this. Now you've probably made. And that's why sometimes you may ask yourself, did he really make the best chance for his career at the time? Probably chose emotions by choosing United. And now you are seeing that it is worse than he thought. You know, because if you're outside and when you're inside inside you really see a deep yeah, oh i understand why this club is in the mess that it currently is so this is why we're asking questions like do you really think you know if you're chosen man city you know it's probably been smooth sailing one one of that premier league title maybe you'll be hated by united fans but i've said it before i'll say it again i don't really think it is as the rivalry between united and man city is as strong as one between united and liverpool the Liverpool, you see, if it was Liverpool, it would never happen, right? It wouldn't even consider Liverpool. Liverpool would not even dare it. He wouldn't even try it, right? That is when, listen, with the, if it was Liverpool, the, I would understand the hatred would be strong. But with Man City, it's not really, I don't really, I've never really seen it as that. You know, I've never really seen, I mean, how many Man City fans are there, right? I mean, a lot of United fans, I'm sure, you know, a lot of Man City fans who are really middle aged and young. A lot of United fans who are, a lot of Man City fans who are in their 20s, we are likely City fans. You know, because of this, the money and every stuff that they they, they acquired and all the players and other stuff, right? That's why they are massive fans. With Liverpool, with um, Chelsea, with the other fan base that you see, they were likely fans. United, a lot of people were United fans when they grew up. Love kids, United fans. So, but be more United fans, you know, than even massive fans. So it and so the rivalry between them and Liverpool, Liverpool a lot of Liverpool fans too. So if the Liverpool Man City rivalry is just most recent. It's not even as fierce as the one with Liverpool with Man United. I don't really see that kind of rivalry as strong. So I don't really think Ronaldo will get as much hatred as people were projecting. Yes, he may, but I mean, many people remember were like, meh, I understand. You know, they will If it was Liverpool, I mean, look at Michael Owen. Michael Owen is hated on both sides, right? Not not hated by United fans, but the way United fans seem like, meh, Liverpool fans just don't like Michael Owen, right? Because obviously people for United and it was like, you know, local boy, you can't even dare it, right? So that's why if I look at the Man City one, you know, they've been crossed over the years, right? People have crossed the divide and it's almost not much. Tevez crossed to there, crossed to to to, to Man City. I mean, I think Hargreaves also, Hargreaves also crossed it to play for Man City also. So it's not really, I mean, even Schmeichel, Kasper Schmeichel, uh, Peter Schmeichel, their keeper, Played for Man City also. He wasn't seen as a rival. Yes, they was there, but he's still seen as a legend in United in Man United. So I don't really I don't really think it's it's as you know the way people are make it trying to make it look if you are chosen Man City. But anyway, that's that's just by the wayside. Now, which um, Ronaldo, this is what we're talking about now. You have, like I said, you have to play a certain way for him. And as United, I would not say he, I w I won't say he, he he hindered United because I mean he's only won six games for them. Let's that's that one is a fact. 
Yeah, I would say Ronaldo. The thing is this, right? You know, you would argue that maybe United want to play a certain way, but they have to play for him. But if you're playing for him and he's working and he's scoring, he's getting, he got 17 goals last season or 18 league goals last season, rather 18. Then you know, he still, he still, he can still produce goals, the goods at that level. <coughs> Excuse me. That's why I said, like for me, and, that, and on that again, the fee would cost. Then he's obviously he's, gonna, he's a winner, so he's going to come with a certain mentality. And he's going to, he's not going to demand less. He's going to demand a lot, and that's what you get for Ronaldo. So we look at the team that potentially could afford Ronaldo well PSG can I mean they can obviously they can but I think they're stacked already in that department I mean they've got Mbappe's guy calling the shots there and Mbappe already has that spot on lock so I do not think I, I, he can no listen right there's already enough star power there there's Neymar there already right there's Mbappe there's Messi already and there is um, Neymar right so this is already a three a front three on its own except if you sign Ronaldo you have to get four Ronaldo, Ronaldo has to play. You can't put Ronaldo on the bench. He has to play, right? So that's gonna cost a whole. It's gonna cost something, right? And that that and Bayern Munich they've come out already and said, listen, we appreciate Ronaldo. We have a certain way we plan. You know, they've literally you know shut down the rumors already that of them potential of them signing Ronaldo. And this is what I was talking about where you know the, the options are sort of limited. Juventus, nah, he just left Juventus. You know, it's it's very unlikely. It might happen. It's likely to I don't think it's gonna happen because I think Juventus probably moved on. It's that kind of thing where everybody just can just move on. But you you just can run Juventus and you know I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't really think I don't see that happen. But Juventus are that can afford him, but we didn't want to resign, you know, and bring him back. It's possible. I mean, Inter got Lukaku back, so that that's one you could watch out for. But I think they're getting Di Maria. It can still work. It still can. I mean, even though Vlaovic didn't work out, I mean, Juventus are still out. They just finished up. So it might, rather than something, it might, it might work for Juventus. Now let's go to in England. His options in England are very limited. Very, very, very limited. He can't cross to Man City now because Man City already, they've obviously signed two strikers. They've obviously signed the person of who? Haaland and Alvarez. And they won the league without Ronaldo. It's likely that they could, they, if they show they could do that without Ronaldo, maybe they don't really need Ronaldo as much as people think they do. You know, and and they don't they don't really want and they don't want to have to start Ronaldo, so that's the point there. And then if you check out Chelsea, Chelsea is a team that can, you know, Chelsea have a striking issue, and then you know Ronaldo is like listening to offer. He said listen to offer in terms. So Chelsea are a team that we have to look out for. And the way Ted Bowl is moving, I don't really think they have. I mean, there's one tweet I saw yesterday. I can't remember. I can't remember the tweet. I can remember the tweet. It said um, he just came in, no scouts. He's just trying to sign. This American is just trying to sign franchise players, which is like NBA draft draft picks, which is like in NBA, which is like somebody the best. Guy. So basically, he's just going for the big. He's going for the. He's going for the young, trying to hijack transfers here and there. There's no real, you know, sign. And yes, I'm mean, speaking of Chelsea. Chelsea just about to sign Raheem Sterling, so that's a transfer to look out for. I think Chelsea needs Ronaldo. I think they could get. I think somebody that's a, that's a place to look out for. Ronaldo will not cost as more than probably 25 million pounds, so maybe the person United will have to be stubborn though. But I could see him go. I mean, just, just lost at Lukaku, they just lost um, Lukaku, and they have a striker problem they have to solve. So, bringing, I think Ronaldo signing for them could make a lot of sense. Wow, now it's what the kind of noise, the fracas it could cause, it could shake the room, right? But I don't think it would shake the room as much as it would if it was Man City or if it was Liverpool. If it was Liverpool. So, that, that's, that's one thing to look out for. I mean, at sports, obviously, you know, sports can't sports can really afford him. They might be able to, 
But I don't really, I don't see sports doing it, especially with the way Conte plays. I mean, sports might, but I don't, nah. So I think among the big six in England, I think Chelsea are the only ones who are likely to, who, who are very likely to take a, take a, take a chance. Then if you go outside there, you go to Spain, Real Madrid, nah, it's not going to happen. It's, that's a closed ship. So Ronaldo's options are not really as open. I think his hope is in Chelsea. Juventus and then um, PSG, but PSG is sort of doing so. It's down to Chelsea basically because I'm I don't really think I want to count Juventus in as much as like, you would, but I think Chelsea are possibly the only option now. And looking of Ronaldo, Ronaldo has been left out of their squad, he's not going to travel with them, and that's sort of adding force to the fire. I think he was, there was a video of him in Portugal, Portugal's training camp where he was training and he wasn't with United squad, so it's, it's very likely and it's a very I don't know, man, it's really going to be very difficult. It's one of the kinds that are very difficult, and I, I understand Ronaldo wanting to leave. I understand perfectly well. It's, it's just one of those is very difficult. Speaking of United, they've just they've got they've made their first few signings, um, Malasia and Christian Eriksen. Now Malasia is a new left back for them, and this sort of brings up questions about um, the questions that we asked that we have to ask now. Um, questions about Luke Shaw and um, uh, Tears, Alex Tears. It's very likely one of the two is going to be sold, and it's very likely going to be Tears because uh, Luke Shaw is likely going to be staying. I mean, the fact that he's English and then the homegrown stuff sort of plays in the favor. So Luke Shaw's Luke Shaw staying back sort of makes a lot of sense than Tears. So it's likely likely to sell uh, Alex Tears and you know Malasia. Now we don't know if he and I think they said Ten Hag Malasia is somebody who Ten Hag looked at tried to sign for for Ajax. So we don't really know if. You know, I mean, possibly it could mean that um, we don't know. How he, we don't know how he plays. We don't know how he looks like. So we'll, we'll, we'll look out for this season to know what he's gonna bring to to their to their squad. Now that's by the wayside. And um, Ericsson is the other one. And it was down to Brentford. And we were talking about Ericsson with Spurs before another. Right? We were talking about why and every Spurs took a step back and Spurs didn't want to sign. But Ericsson choosing United over Brentford is logical. I mean. Anybody's gonna do that. I mean, I understand uh, Brentford fans might feel hard done by, but it's business at the end of the day, right? Eric's, I mean, offered more wages. I mean, it's actually it's Manchester United. Let's be real. So Eric's playing for them makes a lot of sense. Now, um, people thinking it's for the money. Well, yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna blame him? What I think is for the money is relevant here. United are clearly the bigger club more pedigree they are a big six you know basically they are one of the big guns so Ericsson play for United uh, it makes a lot of sense now Ericsson is 30 years old and I, and I think Ericsson still has you know some years to give at the high level you know at the highest level and and you know it's one to watch out for now United in chaos and that's where you know there could be questions I'm not gonna predict anything but you know it's it's sort of then it's it's like Bruno Fernandes, for example, Bruno Fernandes was signed as that guy, and it was funny seeing United fans basically lie to themselves that Fernandes was as good as Ericsson or even better than Ericsson. Even when they start creative, creative, creatively, Ericsson is clearly the better guy, everything, right? And then we're seeing stats, and they're talking about how he was better, and they're, they're trying to measure him up with Fernandes, with uh, they're trying to measure Fernandes with De Bruyne. Clearly, even when everybody else, apart from United fans, saw that it was clearly a lie, they didn't. Now they try with Ericsson, clearly a lie. And I think about time, and seeing that they signed Ericsson, I think when would they come to the realization that maybe only guys just didn't know what you're talking about? It was just a tribal nature of football, just speaking through you. But I leave out this right. But Ericsson signing for United, I, I I think it's that kind of deal that we see where 
it was just inevitable. It was just a matter of time. I think if Spurs, if Spurs probably possibly were interested, Spurs would be able to do that deal. But I do not know why Spurs didn't. And doesn't doesn't mean that they have some they have something up their sleeves. Spurs have made potentially five signings today. If Clement Longley is announced today, potentially going to be the fifth signing. If Clement Longley is announced today, on season long loan from Barcelona. We'll talk about that one a lot more details coming up. Then we would. Um, it's very, the window is still open, so I mean, on the books they still have plans to sign centre back, right wing back, and and creative midfielder. So who is the creative midfielder they're going to sign? We'll look out for that. I mean, the window is still open. It's just three and a half weeks already, so it's um, almost four weeks rather. Let's almost let's say four weeks since the window has been open. So, eh, it's not really it's not really something you would really worry yourself about a lot. Yeah, three and a half weeks. Yeah, three and a half weeks. Ten. ten. Anyways, that's that's not not even now. But it's back to the point. But I, I think that's it for me though. But Ericsson signing for them. I, I'm done with drags over. Credit to Ericsson, and I um, it's United. I'm not gonna hope it does well United. So it's it's United. <laughs> it's it's a fellow big six rival. So it's, it makes a lot of sense. But a sports fans' reaction to Ericsson signing for them, I I think it was very weird. I think because United are not really. A, a rival or anything. It's not like he signed for Chelsea. It's not like he signed for Arsenal or anything. It's not United. They're not really. They are. They are a big six rival, but not really a Premier League. A, you know, a, a, a local rival. So I don't understand. It's just one of those things where you just you have to trust in the managerial ability of the squad of Conte, what Conte has and the managerial ability and the squad that he has at his disposal to be able to do the deal. To be able to you know do enough. You have to stop worrying about anybody else where anybody else signed. Yeah. And speaking of um, signings and with Conte, well, um, I'll start with there's a bit of a bad news there. I will talk about quickly. It was the Richarlison. He's gonna miss a game. The first game against Southampton on the first, he's gonna miss that game, and which was very stupid. Are, why I say it's stupid is is the, is the is the decision that is stupid. It happened six games ago. Why didn't they punish him before the season ended? And now he's being punished for for what happened six games ago. I mean, did it take you that long to investigate on video that he threw? A flare into the into the fan into the um into this into the fans into the fan where the fans were seated. You will see that on video, right? Make a decision that week and rack up now. I mean, it's it's one of those decisions that just make you scratch your head and say, who are these guys? Do, do they really sit down and think logically before they make decisions? I mean, it's just one of all those things. But it's missing that one game. Hopefully, against Southampton, we will not have to um, need him. But I'm very sure against Chelsea, we will likely need him. And his debut is going to be against Chelsea. Very likely against Chelsea. Either he would come on or he could start. We don't know, but we'll, we'll likely we'll see. Though. But I think that kind of game is going to be set for him. It's a rivalry. I mean, this guy. I mean, when he already he already immersed into the rivalry already. I mean, he posted on his Instagram status. He went to his Instagram, right? Then he uploaded a picture of when Everton were away at Arsenal, where he was squaring up to an Arsenal um, defender and with one Arsenal defender on the ground, and then he was squaring up to the guy, the Arsenal player, and then he was on his story. So. It means it's gonna be that guy for derbies. So I think that game could potentially, you know, be the game where he he would, you know, he he would make his debut. And I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I mean, I mean, imagine having Kane, Son, Kulusevski, right, and him on the bench, and um, Richarlison on the bench, or Richarlison even starting, you know, ahead of Kulusevski in that game. Maybe, maybe depending on the opposition, like I said, depending on who's on the on the on the, on the left wing. The left back position for for Chelsea was it? I'm not left. I don't think Chelsea. Chelsea haven't really signed any left back. Okay, Chilwell, left wing back. Um, 
well, Alonso played a lot of their games earlier this season, so I don't really know. But we'll look at the loss alone. Anyways, we'll look as the season goes by, as the summer windows goes by, we'll see other clubs make signings and we'll know who signed and what signed who. But yeah, that's just and then, so let's go back to the game. Now, Longley, Clement Longley in the intro, I mentioned him. He's signing for sports on a season long loan. Now, um I've spoken about this before, uh, how how I think you know um, Conte's decision making as manager is most important there. I even spoke about I think a lot of sportsmen have probably come to the realization that maybe if the, if the manager wants the signing, that's most important. I know people can claim that Levy is just a Levy signing trying to cut costs, but listen, if the manager says because even Fabio Romero reported that Conte called him and spoke to him, so it means Conte clearly wants the player. So you can't really you know fault Conte very you can't really fault the signing. It's on Conte, and it's a season-long loan. Now, where I have an issue with the deal is that, because the last time I was talking, there was like, uh, I said there was a an option to buy. Well, at the time, it was still in negotiations. It wasn't. It was just reported that there could be, but there's no option to buy it, and that's the, the thing. It's just to be a season-long loan, and these were questions that have been popping up. Does it mean they want to go back in next season for Gasco Gavidol, Jasko Gavidol, who could have a release clause next summer, or Bastoni, who have one year left on this contract? So it's a lot of coins a lot of coins have been thrown up and this is exactly why I sort of felt listen man I, I have a problem with that and um, with this transfer right if he if he does very well he does really well I mean people said he have he will have one left on his contract somebody else said that he signed a new contract um it's gonna be twenty twenty six so we don't really know but the thing is this if he does well at sports it's gonna be a bidding war right and maybe Barcelona could up his fee the fact that, but they, they could not agree a, a, an option to buy maybe Barcelona wanted more money and sports fed he wasn't worth that and all that but listen it's that's where it's sort of scary for me it's like you get him on one season loan and then you don't really you can't really keep him if he plays really well I would have preferred a loan with option to buy if he doesn't do well we say okay bye bye back to um, Barcelona you go but there's a reason you know I'm currently interested now could it also be that Spurs are putting him as a placeholder for when they go back, like I said earlier, for Jasko Gav- Gavidol and or Bastoni? Because these are the top two targets Spurs have. We do not know about that, but that's it. And no, and so, so he said he was. He said he slept at the Spurs way, so um, he could have. He could be announced today. And another thing, um, with with um, with the Spurs, the squad going to Korea. I think he said he could not travel. He might not travel because he might not get a visa in time. Maybe he might join up with the squad eventually, but it's very, it's very. I think it's, it's for me. Any as long as Conte wants the signing, and that's that's fine for me. That's just my own thing. And speaking of Barcelona, Barcelona is of a serious situation. So De Jong is somebody who could, who United are interested in, Chelsea are interested in, right? I've read that United Barcelona actually owe him wages, and so they can't really transfer him to the pay those wages, but they can't afford to pay those wages, and. They don't want to, they can't afford to sell him, but they can't afford to keep him either, right? So it's a very weird situation. Now, depending on how I mean, Barcelona have literally sold almost all their rights. When they even announced Chris Tenzin yesterday, the, the camera quality was quite, I mean, that was a joke though. Camera quality was poor, but that was a joke. They announced Frank Kessier earlier in this week, so they've announced two of their signings this way. Ah, you know, with Dijon, I mean, I, I don't, they've sold most of their TV rights. I mean, I think in Spain, Barcelona and Real Madrid, I think they have most of the TV rights, but Barcelona. Sold part of it, I think they sold like 40% of it, so to try and raise money, which you know it's weird. But on reverse, and I've and they're still running the club trying to spend. I mean, they are literally moving like Portsmouth, Portsmouth. I remember Portsmouth were owing to when their players back then, you know. <laughs> Was it Portsmouth and Bolton? I think Portsmouth were owing, 
Is it Portsmouth? Was it Portsmouth or West or West Brom? One of the two of them. Then both in also think the the old some wages to at the time. So basically, they, but something I just I don't really know. It's like they're just trying to approach this in the fire gun approach manner where let's let's um they let's keep boring and boring and boring. Let's do what can it's like a lottery. We're gonna make one hit. We hope to make we're doing this to make one hit. What if you don't make that hit? There's no there's no risk mitigation factor in the way they're running this. I don't know, but we'll see though. Anyways, that's just um, the take on that one. Now I expect to see another centre back. Even even after Longley, I think I expect to see another centre back. Because as suppose I've been light in the centre centre role of the back three. If Longley is gonna be there, possibly to compete with Ben Davis for that role on the left side, I think we expect to see another central central back. Which um and that's why someone like Englishing Brimer, um, according to Sammy Mockbell, made an appearance on last one on Sports Podcast and he spoke about Brimer's uh, Brimer may having the link having legs and with Inter Milan looking at some another center back makes you wonder if Inter Milan actually wants him. And Brimer is someone who can play through the middle of the back three and he can he was the best defender at Syria last last season. So just like Romero was before Romero was signed. So it's I, I think Brimer is one we have to look at for but the fact that a lot of the links have died down. So we don't really know because when sports move, especially Pratichi with the new ownership you know, it makes you wonder, you know, if we actually know enough. I mean, but I hope they have something up their sleeves. And then the creative if that was a right wing back. You know, right wing back, Jet Spence. Jet Spence is the one who sports are clearly interested in. And it's really annoying, you know, that sports, that uh, the way we're, um, Middlesbrough, um, not in Amphorism, Middlesbrough, uh, Middlesbrough are moving. Now, this is right. As it stands, these are some established facts, according to Paul O'Keefe, right? Another reliable report. Even some other things who spoke about it, right? Nothing. Middlesbrough, their manager also, they don't have jet spends in their plans for next season, so they have. He has a one-year contract left. One year on his left on his contract. Now, jet spends is clearly not in their plans because they've got the very same right back, fullbacks already. For summer. So Spurs are the only club he can sell. They can sell him to because why? Um, Nottingham Forest are about to sign Neko Williams from Liverpool. So in terms of right wing back, I think they've moved on. They've gotten somebody in already. So it means they've already gotten somebody in in Neko Williams already, right? For their right uh, wing back position or right whichever position you're going to call right back, right wing back. And they also signed Omar Richards too. So full back wise, Nottingham Forest have moved on from Jet Spence. Spurs are the only club. Who, who want Jetsmans, who are interested. Obviously, there's an homegrown issue and all that. Now, when you look at how Middlesbrough are moving, uh, established fact, yeah, Jetsmans wants to join Spurs. He has agreed and everything. Spurs want to sign. Everything is pointing towards Jetsmans signing for Spurs. Middlesbrough have watched them move on already mentally and every way. All of all this tactic to waste time and try to squeeze out every penny and waste time. I think I, I was reading, right, they want a... I mean, some of the some of the add-ons are quite really, are quite funny. They want an add-on for when he makes his Premier League appearance, an add-on for a Champions League appearance, and an add-on for when he makes his English debut. I mean, come on, you guys should just say you want an add-on for when he ties his shoelaces. I mean, come on, it's it's just weird. It's like, come on, man. And I think they want a sell-on clause of like forty percent or so, according to what I read. Forty percent sell-on. That is ridiculous. When and listen. If I would, and for someone like me who's not very, very patient, I mean, yes, you be patient to an extent, but my patience is very thin where you test and um, there are other established right wing backs, established keyword established 
who are ready, who you who you will get for around him amount, or you pay a little bit more for around him amount, who are ready to start right wing backs, right? I understand the homegrown issue with Jets trying to sign Jet Spence, but come on, it makes no sense. You know, to allow that, that you know, Middlesbrough are hoping that Spurs would. They're just dragging on this transfer for really too long. A player that they're clearly not going to sign, they clearly do not want. Um, he has one left on his contract, so if they, they could mess around and they lose him for free next summer. And and the point is that the way they've done, they could do him dirty. Yeah, he might not really have. He might just mentally affect him. Yeah, yeah, it will just ruin. I just hope it doesn't because look at Berahino. I mean, the field transfer that period. Between West Brom and Spurs back in 2014 summer, where Spurs were about to sign Jet, um, is it 2014? I think it was 2014. Spurs were about to sign him, and you know it didn't work out, and then he was just dragging and dragging and dragging and dragging, and then Spurs just moved on, and you know moved on from from Berahino, and effectively this ruined Berahino in the long run. This is could be what now this could be what will happen. They could be messing with him. I think it's, it's, it's Gibson. I can't remember his first his friend, but the owner of Middlesbrough, right? So they're just trying to mess around and. Listen, Parasichi has multiple targets. I think for me, I would say this way: Sports should just try to just, so just move on. You can the homegrown quota. You can get it filled in somewhere or the other. Get one old player or somebody that is free and just you know pad the score or whatever. Whatever. If if that's what you have to do, I mean, I think Lingard is free. Just get Lingard to just come and or something. Just fill in that quota, right? Because. And just go get another right wing back who is from the city. Yeah, who clearly I think there's some there's some links, right? I think there's links with Molina, there's links with a single, there's link, I think there's Baku. So there are other right wing backs. I mean, come on. I mean dragging on for all of this, it's just it's just exhausting at this point. It's really one of the most exhausting transfers I've ever seen in a long time. Especially for a player like this who the club, the parent club clearly do not want anymore. They're just trying to test and you know see his his sports will budge. Especially when they know that sports want to travel with this player, you know, to soccer. They're hoping that sports would. I mean, come on. And a lot of fans who are saying sports should just pay the money. It is not about that. And I, I support what sports are doing by not caving in. I support 100%. I'm sure even countries should understand. Now listen, there's a reason why. Because it makes no sense that this club is trying to take sports for mugs. You know, at the end of the day. Well, no, that's just it. The, the Jetspens deal is just dragging on. And for me, I feel like, listen, you know, just let just say, listen, just say, listen, um, this is what we're going to do is a final offer. Agree, yes or no? They say no. Okay, fine. Paratichi, activate another of your targets and then you get a sign and you move on. Let them have him. The funny thing is this, right? They could struggle to, they, they might not get anything, they won't get anything close to that amount of money, money again. Right, you have a disgruntled player, you lose him for free next summer, and I hope. And the point is that it might not have, might affect the performance. I hope it doesn't. So I mean, every it's just a very it's just kind of transfer where just, a club is just trying to be extra smart. But anyways, it just happens like that. Time to move on, though. I mean, Everton didn't even Everton. I don't know, man. Everton. Let's anyway, it's in the past now. Anyways, thanks for um, listening today. I really appreciate you guys for listening to this episode, and I hope to show up next week for another episode. And by the time I'm recording, recording the next episode, hopefully I stick to my schedule by Monday and Monday, Monday and Thursday. Usually I should do. Hopefully, I'm not that busy for that. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye.